Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. We provide bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to feed your soul, expand your awareness, and free your mind to help you create a more beautiful today and a brighter tomorrow. Join us in our magical kitchen as we serve up another high-vibe snack for your soul. Welcome back to another episode of Bites of Light, Snacks for Your Soul. And today we're so excited. Our guest is Rochelle Golding. Welcome, welcome. Yes. Thank, thank you for having me. Yes. We, Rochelle and I go way back. She is one of my, what I would call my OG students, right from the very beginning of me teaching the spiritual awareness. And I can't remember exactly what class it was, what you take us back and what, what do you remember? Where... What was your first introduction to me and our work together? Well, it was like way, way back when you were doing the Ascension Handbook classes, I believe. And yeah. and uh, we were doing circle out at a golf course. Here yeah, in, in the basement of a golf course in the meeting room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, and it was uh, just a handful of people. And yeah, I remember just thinking back then, like I, I knew I needed something. I just didn't know what that something was and I I'd seen your posting I can't remember if it was on Facebook or Facebook I think it was yeah and again I just I started going to circle with you and it just at first I was very like this is fucking weird part of my language it's all all allowed here you get to be as authentic as you want we don't make any promises to the listeners other than to be authentic that's right beautiful okay well I can do that yeah and I just I remember thinking very much like this seems like hokey but at the same time it was like something in me was like you're being too logical about this just just be open and see what happens like the worst that's going to happen is you're going to walk away from it having learned how to meditate right so yeah because back then I was doing full guided meditation, shamanic journeying, basically is the language that I would call it now, uh, yeah. every class. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, we were having, we were all having some really profound experiences that, mm-hmm. that cracked us all open as a group. And I think because everybody in that group was, you know, in the beginning, everybody was like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah, Totally. But the commitment was there and, you know, we, I think it was a solid 13 to 16 weeks that we shared once a week and it just, it just grew and and we just evolved and blew each other up every week. And yeah. And I remember it started kind of just like your basic introduction to like chakra work and energy healing and, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, there was six weeks of that. And then there, I think there was another think you did another like 10 weeks which was like more kind of the inner stuff and I I put it in air quotes because it was like very much inner stuff but it wasn't we didn't really know exactly how deep that inner stuff we were going so Yeah. yeah Yeah. And it was fascinating, the group that gathered and their willingness to go in, including you, your willingness to go in and heal some of those traumas because you know it's people look for these kind of things or they're they're presented when you need them like you said you you were looking and boom here comes this thing it it kind of goes with the 
when the te- when the student is ready, the teacher appears type thing. Yeah, totally. And and like thinking, I've done a lot of thinking back to that as kind of my first stepping stone on this journey of, of healing for myself. And I remember very much being the person at the back of the classroom, really not participating or engaging. And, you know, it, it took a lot before I actually kind of stepped out of that shell. And I think it was a combination of not wanting to be seen, but also there was people in my mind, I was thinking there was people there who were hurt or hurting or traumatized far more than me. So they should get, get the attention first, kind of like, I equate it to a nurse in a, in a ER triage, Triage. right? (laughs) So it was like, my traumas aren't nearly as bad as the woman three seats up from me who just lost her husband. Right. So it was one of those kind of things, but then as it progressed, you know, it was very much, we are all on equal playing field, so to speak. And it's, it doesn't matter what the trauma looked like it was just as valid for me as it was for you know something else happening to some you know an, a situation for somebody else and their trauma is just as equal to mine so and i yeah it's it, that's, it's that's an important piece to reiterate for the listeners like we get i hear this a lot like well my you know we talk about this mine's trauma with a little t you yeah, know, you minimize, with a capital T, minimize you know? your experience. And the, uh, yeah, the, there's no big yeah. trauma, little trauma. There is what you experienced and it either did traumatize you or it didn't. And if it did, yeah. then it's something that it's a, it's something in this life that you can work through to raise your vibration and overcome that. And if you, if you, if it didn't traumatize you, then it's not even, it's not really the conversation, but yeah. not minimizing our trauma, getting in comparisonitis, like having that comparing our trauma to other people's is a way of keeping us small. Like you talked about playing small, stepping back. No, you do yours. I'll, yours is I'll witness than mine. first. I'll hold first. You know, so that's just, I wanted yeah. to reiterate that for the listeners. Your trauma is every bit as valid as anybody else's trauma. There's not one that's bigger, better, worse, or, you know, anything else that just is yeah. what your experience is. And it's your experience mm-hmm. to walk through in this life. Well, and there exactly. also, there also comes a place where you have to be ready. Like I, I remember those days and remember you staying in witness. And then when, you know, you decided that, you know, it was your turn to actually start talking about it. Like you've gone through some significant things in your world. And maybe there was also a piece that you weren't ready to verbalize that and process it. And if I was to put myself in your shoes, I would have stayed silent and witnessed to make sure that the facilitators were strong enough to hold yours. Because you don't wanna do that digging unless you know you're gonna be held and that you're safe. Well, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. For me, it was really important to know that I was gonna be safe and that I wasn't going to be just left hanging. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. here's your wound but you have to do, yeah, toodles, <laughs> right. but have someone there to, to hold that space in that container for you and, and let you cry and, 
you know, it's, I still struggle with allowing myself to cry, but having worked with you, like it's, it's becoming more easy to just let that part go. So I just, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. (laughs) Well, it's true. And you know, when you, when you go into those spaces, are you okay with sharing? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll share. So, you know, when, when the first time you told us and let us into your world that, you know, your dad had died in a horrific work accident, mm-hmm. a space that, you know, you kiss him goodbye in the morning and then he doesn't come home at night. There's a space there that I certainly want, would have wanted to be held through that space, knowing that's where I was going to go. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's, it's not an, it's not an easy topic to still talk about today, but I like to, I like to equate my grief over it as waves, you know, there's going to be, you know, the crest of the wave where it hurts exponentially and I cry a lot about it, but then it comes down and I can talk about it and I can, you know, I allow myself to feel the feelings and, and not as deeply as when I'm at the top of the wave. So it's, it ebbs and flows. And that's something that was, I had taken away a big time from your classes was that, you know, your emotions ebb and flow or are, you know, that cylindrical. So it's going to come around for you to touch on it again, experience it again, and look at the deeper lesson that's there and why you're still feeling that way. And then it kind of calms down again. Right. Yeah. And the, there is gold about doing the work. You know, people are like, oh, I don't want to dig in my shit. I don't want to do that. And, you know, we coined the phrase back then in your classes, you know, we need to sit in our shit. Yeah. Yes. Right. Remember? <laughs> and what gold comes out of that, you mm-hmm. know, we, you know, the, those who dig the deepest shine the brightest. And because you chose, to do the work, all of your gifts started opening. Yep. Right. And within those couple of years with us working together so intensely, you know, you birthed your own psychic mediumship business. You, you know, you started, you know, having your own clients and that trajectory because you did sit in it and do the work around it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think, I think there's a, a, hard to expand on that, you know, since then there's been some more awareness, I think for you too, around that, where it's important to sit in your shit long enough to figure out what that shit is and shine the light on it, but not so long that it stops smelling like shit and starts feeling like a familiar old blanket. Right. Yeah. There's a point at which it becomes a new comfortable rut to be in it as a, as a victim or as, you know, just like, look, see how hard my life is. Versus sitting in it long enough to recognize it, get to the root of it, shine the light on it and get out and then release so that we can then move on to experience the joy and the love that we're here to experience. But there's, there can often be, you know, shit swamps we got to walk through to get to that Mm -hmm. loving, unconditional, joyous space that we're here to, here to enjoy as humans, having beings, having this experience as humans. (laughs) So true. So true. And over the last few years, having stepped into very much a corporate world, it, it has one of my mantras with myself and my coworkers that I've really come to say is you, your feelings 
are valid. Whatever that is, if you're pissed off, if you're sad, if you're depressed, you're anxious, whatever it is, those feelings are valid to you, Absolutely. regardless of you know what triggered it in you. But you can't stay in that place because that's what traps you in that mindset. And so you got to figure out what's causing it, even if it's just, you know, a little glimpse of it, but then taking yourself out of that mindset. So it's, it's very much what you said, Seth, you know, that rut, you know, getting stuck in that rut. It's, it's a choice. It's something that I, I do, but I work, you know, when I recognize it, I kick myself and I go, okay, all right, Michelle, let's, let's get back on the wagon. We can do this. Like it's, this isn't who you are. And you know, what, what self-care have you not been doing that lets you release this kind of energy? So very point. Yeah. Very, very good point. And because you're, you're onto it. So, you know, we call that the, the process of mastering our awareness, you know, you're on that journey now and you're aware of it and you can catch it. And because you have done so much work, it was very cool to watch your gifts open. And then you got to dabble and experiment with some of that. So share with the listeners some of the gifts that you got to dabble in and what you are working towards more of a mastery level with now. What, what's your gift? Well, I did get my attunement as a, a master Reiki through the Asui Reiki through you. So that's something that I've been working towards mastering what that looks like for me and not necessarily your traditional way of, you know, you go and you're laying down on a bed and there's candles and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I do do that for some clients when they need it, but it's really for myself becoming a master in doing it for others when they don't necessarily recognize that I'm doing that. So whether that's sitting down and just even having a conversation with somebody in, in the break room or the girl at the coffee shop that I see every morning when I get my coffee. So it's, it's that level of mastery that I'm working at that is, you know, allowing myself to be a conduit for healing energy without, you know, the traditional sense of what, you know, Reiki really is. And energy healing really is. I'm also a physical medium. So that's something else that in, in the past few years, I've kind of actually shut off for a little bit, mostly because I think I needed to work on navigating the place that I was in in my life and what was going on with me during that time. But most recently, it started to kind of really starting to open up again. And so I'm like, okay, well, it's time again. I'm, I'm feeling that pull. I'm feeling that call. So working at cleaning out the cobwebs and, and working at, you know, being more open to spirit in that sense so that I can, I can help other people heal through that avenue of, of modality. Well, and that's a really good thing to bring up that we do go in cycles, even with our gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, the earth shifts through spring, summer, winter, fall, our physical soul baskets are a part of mother earth. And they also go through that transition. And 
I like to think that, you know, we dabble in, in five different realms and we have to take care of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. And sometimes you have to leave that, the spiritual aspect and, you know, you guys bought your first house. Like there was some 3D physical human adulting things that you had some huge initiations over the last couple of years and stepped into. And, and so we have to find balance within our worlds too. And sometimes we have to shift our attention from one thing to build up the other thing. You know, one of my teachers always used to, you'll be at a mastery at, at one part of your life and you'll be at kindergarten at another part of your life. Right. So there's all like multi-dimensional things that we as humans are trying to navigate. Right. And yeah. you, you had, you chose to put all of your attention to this one spot to pull yourself up there. And as your teacher, it was fascinating to witness and support you along that. And then when we started, you know, birthing this book, I was like, well, is she ready now? Here we go. <laughs> and the yeah. second you said, yes, boom, now your attention switched us back over to the spiritual realm. And we're on the spiral path. And it's going to be very interesting to see how your gifts choose to show up this time in this wow. new birthing cycle. It's so exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited, I think, for a couple of reasons. Well, before I, I move on to that, I just want to say, too, for the listeners that cycles aren't us as humans tend to think as cycles as, oh, it's only going to last from you know, Monday to Tuesday, or they put very much time constraints on things. Yeah. And it's, it, that's not how it is. You know, a cycle for you could last a week. Sometimes it can last years. Sometimes it could be just a couple months. Like it's not something that we can really put a time frame around. Like for me, it was five years. Like that's a long time, mm -hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't a long time. So just, I think that's an important to point out that it could be, you know, your cycles won't look the same. It'll be, you know, a year or whatever. And then all of a sudden it might be two or three years. So just, it, I think that's very important to point out. Mm -hmm. um, and I well, think and also within that, I, we, there was so much light put into ourselves when we were in that group you know, oh. everybody committed and like, we went hard for a long yeah. time. So there was a lot of seeds that were planted. Yes. And then yeah. we still are housing that cellular memory that we're trying. To, so we spiritually clear out all this stuff. And, and we, we now have awareness around what our traumas are and how we need to clear them, but our physical soul basket still carries it. So now we're trying to lift this cellular memory that's where that's why it took five years we loaded you so much with light you yeah. needed five years to for your physical soul basket to catch up to your spirit your, your spiritual realm right 100 percent. it's your practicum it's the yes. practicum piece yes exactly and i think the difference and one of the reasons why i'm very much more excited about where i'm at now and the growth i'm gonna have with my gifts and my abilities versus where it was, say, when we were together in circle and I, I opened my business and I was doing all these things is 
that version of me, that Rochelle was very much tunnel vision. Like this is what it's, it is to be right doing Reiki. This is what it is to be a medium. And yeah. it, it was very much a biased view of how it had to be. And I, I emphasize had, because that's what I would had taken on as an agreement with myself is, is it had to be this way. Right. Whereas now I'm very much more open and feeling very more fluid with it. So it's like, it's going to just present itself the way it's going to present itself. And I'm just going to, to move with it. If it feels right, I'm going to move with that. If it's, you know, if I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm starting to feel blocked or I'm getting, stepping into more of that ego mindset where it's like, it has to be this way and you have to do this and you have, all right, Rochelle, take a step back. What, where are you feeling this is? Is it, are you feeling it up here? Or are you feeling it coming from here? Cause that's, what's important. That's right. So I think that's where I'm, I'm very much more excited is because I'm, feeling more fluid with it. And there isn't this construct of what it has to be. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, when I teach energy work and, you know, we sat in those circles doing the Reiki levels, I can remember when I got my master attunement and, you know, you're practicing on each other and I'm showing my teacher what I'm doing. And she's like, well, you're doing it wrong. That's not how you do it. You don't put your hands like that. You put your hands like this. And I was like, you're not, going to tell me how I'm supposed to heal somebody. Like there was this instant rejection of that information. And so I took that into my own teachings. And with you guys, it was like, here's what I've been taught. Here's how I do it. Show me how you do it. Right. There's yeah. this evolved yeah. level of teaching that is coming out that yes, you teach your magic, but then you also leave room for the students to grow because that's how you come into your own mastery. And that is one of the reasons why I chose you as one of my healers. Like I, you know, after you had all your training and everything, you know, you'd set up your business, you and I swapped all the time and yeah. coming over and being on your, your massage table and the way you did it. That's why I chose to work with you because even though I was your teacher, you still had the confidence to experiment and do things that I'd never taught you. And it was just really yeah. cool. So that's why this, this next spiral path, I'm really excited to see what comes in for you. Well, and I, I just, I feel like there's going to be big changes. I know this, well, we've, this past week, we have talked a lot about, you know, we've been really pushing ourselves to get, you know, to meet certain deadlines and, and yeah, that. all of our chapters just got put in for our book. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. And that I just think cycle. I, I hope it's okay. If I can talk about that just yes. for a minute. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. Share. So we had our phone call or, or just kind of touch meeting and I had kind of read mine and it was very skeleton and I was feeling like yeah like I'm really good like I'm doing really good and it's coming together and it's just flowing and you're like well here's a few suggestions and I instantly went fuck, fuck. <laughs> like it's not good enough it's not good enough and I I had 
instantly. Like I was so amazed at how instantly I went from being like open and it was flowing. And I was like, yeah, it's all coming together beautifully to being like, she doesn't like it. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst. But that's, that's not what you said at all. Like I right. want to just really you're like your child, you're your child. Yeah. Up and went, hey, old, yeah. Old habits. yeah, old habits and patterns. Totally. And yeah. I really struggled like after that call to probably about three days before the chapter was due for its first bout of edits. Yeah. I didn't write at all. Yeah. You needed to sit and in it. You need I to did. sit back in your shit. <laughs> I, did. I did. And you totally inadvertently called me out on it too. Like you were just a hundred percent like, yeah. Hey, Rochelle, I yeah. see your shit and you're yeah. just, you're not taking care of it. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's, it's manure. Does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I, in retrospect, looking at what I had versus what would came out was there was very much just surface level kind of not not my heart and soul no where what I submitted as my final project or my final chapter very much is something that like I'm very proud of and I put mm -hmm. a lot of myself into it and so I think I really needed that kick in the ass to to take the step back and be like yeah whoa, like, yeah, actually, Rochelle, you are just being very surface level and like, what, what's going on deeper down that really yeah. triggered you in that sense? And I, I'm not going to lie after that call, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went and cried and, but good tears, not like, yeah, yeah. you know, bad tears. Like it was good tears. And then I really did. I, I sat with myself a lot and, you know, like, okay, well, like what is it that is stopping you or or blocking you like let's think about this and yeah a lot of it was inner child it was actually more inner teenager I was gonna say it probably <laughs> pulled up your dad's stuff well I, I my dad's stuff and then I probably say like late like maybe like 16 ish age yeah. where it was more like who does she think she is telling me what I can and can't do like it was there was some finger snapping involved oh, there was like all the snaps and I and and I ended up getting a head cold so I'm like oh ascension flu okay. in yeah. yeah and I was like holy shit like I remember this like it all all started coming back to me right. and it it really validated that sense of, okay, you're opening again. And, you yes. know, like remembering some of how the process goes. And this time, instead of being like, oh, this is the worst. And, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, like all that kind of thought patterns as somebody new and coming into this, it was, oh, right. This is what's happened. I, these are the self-care steps that I need in order to help me work through this and, you know, just really being conscientious of my, like my me time and doing things that I needed. And it's really funny because my chapter is about inner dialogue and how the conversations we have within ourselves can manifest into our, our 
our physical world. Right. And so it was, I was, I was learning my medicine before I, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And so it was, it was really, it was really interesting. And when I submitted my final chapter, I, I said to my husband, I said, I, like, I feel sick, like I'm nauseous and I'm so scared, but at the same time, I'm feeling so proud and Mm. confident and like, this is, you know, going to be received well. But then the other part of me was like, what if it's not good enough? And it's, you know, what if they don't like it? I'm like, you know what? You just got to let that go. You got, it's going to be what it's going to be regardless of what you want it to be. So just let it go. And, and it's, it was, I just hit send and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can let go of that energy now. Well, and isn't it, so I'm going to tie it. I'm going to translate this for you. So we haven't sat in circle in what, eight to 10 years. It's been a long time. Oh, a long time. How many ugly snot cries did you have in class? Lots. Right. So doesn't it make sense? that now this is basically another circle. It's a portal that Seth and I have created for you guys to birth medicine, right? And so of course, this is the great thing about our relationship and that that the the trust is so deep, the trust and the respect is so deep. I knew exactly how to baseball bat you into that space. And as your teacher, that, that is my job and I take that responsibility very seriously. And so it's how much medicine do you provide to the wolf cubs to to allow them to birth what they need to birth and i know how powerful you are and i know i i just i knew exactly what to deliver because we'd worked together so long and i am so excited to read your chapter to see what you've birthed and you you've already shown that this spiral path has shifted for you because some of those seeds that were planted you just popped up and spring was here and you're like, oh, I need this tool. I need this tool. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget about this tool. And you brought yourself through to the other side, not in a victim space. Oh, exactly. And it, it, that has been, I think one of the greatest blessings that through our time together, you have bestowed upon me is not to fall into that victim role and you know allow yourself to be re-traumatized and not really know how to take yourself out of that role it's you know there are times where we we slip into that but you have taught me how to not stay in that victim role and to recognize and go oh wait a minute oh like just wait a minute. But I think too, it, it's something that, you know, having worked with you so long, it's so for me, very fascinating to know, to watch you as my teacher, know how to hit me with that baseball bat. But the way you will motivate someone else it, and, you know, one of your other students, it can be entirely different. Yeah. And so it's, it's really to me, I've taken that into, you know, the people that I'll say taken under my wing. I won't say that they're students because they don't know their students yet, (laughs) but it's, you know, recognizing that, you know, the way that I approach 
helping one person is entirely different than how I help somebody else that, you know, I've kind of taken under my wing. And it, that's something that I've learned from you is, you know, you know, you can hit me with that baseball bat, you know, you can just, you know, right out of the ballpark, hit it. Whereas somebody else, you might have to just be like, tap, tap. Like, right. And right. so it, to me, it's, that's another really beautiful lesson that you've bestowed upon me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's at different levels of awareness. Everybody has different traumas. Every mm-hmm. single human has their own unique ray of light and every single human needs to be approached individually, exactly given the medicine that they need because we're all different. And if you're teaching or if you're facilitating in a space where you're just blanketing, I guess in, in the beginning, that's okay. But you know, when we get to the advanced levels where, where you guys are and where we're playing, there has to be that individualization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was say so like you mentioned it earlier with the teacher that told you this is the right way you're doing it wrong right and we've talked about teachers before on the show so but I just wanted to reiterate that for for the listeners like that's that's one of those big red flags because there is no right way and wrong way just like Rochelle was saying there's not a right way or wrong way to approach every person that you're working with whether it's through an actual teacher-student relationship like agreement or just people in your life that you want to help raise their vibration because you love them and would like to see them succeed. It's going it, to, it's different. And the way you're going to approach them is different because they're unique and how, you, and the gifts are going to show up for you different because you're unique. But back, and I wanted to touch on one other thing, the spiral path. We talk about that occasionally, but I've had people ask me like not understanding that. And the way that I describe it is like, you know, this, this event happens, you know, and, and it happens when you're here. And as you, you, you go through your life and you, and you come around and it, it feels far away. It's kind of like the waves you were talking about, Rochelle. It feels kind of far away and it's not super impactful, but then you come back around and you come back really close to it, but you're not really on it anymore. You're close to it, but it feels to the, to most people like, how come I'm going through this same I'm shit right again? I'm right back there again. How many I times? Ah, that. Ah, <laughs> right I dealt back with that. there again. And, and the important part of understanding that spiral path is that you're not right there your awareness has changed and you're actually a little higher than there and a, and a little closer to your center, that true essence of who you are, but you can still see it and it's close and it feels closer, but your awareness is different. The amount of time it takes yeah. you to move through it is less. The amount of discomfort it causes is less. And if you stop and recognize those things, you can realize, oh, it's not the same place. It's a very similar place, but from a slightly different perspective. And, and yeah. every time we go around, we come up, we're a little bit higher and a little bit further away, that, that perspective on it, to where it, at some point, as you get to that true essence of who you are, you're, you're so high that it, you see it as a thing that has happened, but the effect has kind of fallen away. It doesn't have that negative impact on you. You can kind of see all of the things that have happened in your life, and it's more of from an observer, a neutral observer standpoint, and you can maintain that place of of unconditional love and peace but that's the process that we're all going through so as we feel like oh i'm right back in my shit stop and think am i really is it having just as big an impact is it taking me as long to move through it and then and then take that time to recognize and celebrate the fact that you are moving through it faster that your tools are growing and that you are elevating because that is a win yeah totally a hundred percent that describes it 
to a T of, you know, the way I would envision it myself as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and if we're going to take that a step farther, that spiral path visual, when you're up here and you can see down or at it, it's not just the traumas that sit there. Your gifts are like that, that line that goes through mother earth to father sky, that channel, when you're there, you can also see your gifts. So like you said, you shut your channel down for about five years to focus on something else. So now that this is coming around again, you can also go back and access and have your channel open and go, okay, well, what else is here now? So it's truly about shifting your assemblage point to be able to access different portals different dimensions, different realities. We are multidimensional beings after all. And, you know, right when we stopped doing some work, we were accessing, and I think that's why we stopped because we got so full that there's a point where your brain can't comprehend what you're doing. And like, I can remember glitching out almost in my brain going, I just too much, 10, (laughs) tapping out, white flag. A little white flag. I can't anymore. Right. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about very advanced practices. Yes, that... because we were dabbling, like you said, you're a physical medium. Mm-hmm. And so we were we were accessing dimensions and having some pretty wild stories come out of that space. So it doesn't surprise me because you know, I, I haven't done a lot of that really, really high work until just recently again either, because your physical body needs time to catch up. Oh, hundred percent. And just to kind of expand a little bit further on that for myself, I think just before maybe it was like a year into transitioning from jobs, I was still doing my Reiki. I still had regular clients and I remember having really highly ascended beings coming through during my sessions and it was like my body couldn't handle couldn't handle it that level of ascension light. like yeah. I, light like just i can't even there's not even words to really articulate the energies coming through when i had somebody on my table so not only was i doing healing for the person that i had in my on my table but I was also doing healing inadvertently for myself and I very distinctly like I know the moment that I went too much yeah too much I need to take a step back yeah it's there's just it's too much for my poor little physical human brain (laughs) to comprehend and I remember calling my sister who is very much kind of were on parallel paths and just sobbing and being like, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> and she was like, I don't, you're using words. I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> so, and I didn't even know what they meant. Right. Which was like, it just, it was too, too much. And I went, nope, I, I need to just take my energy somewhere else for the time being and yeah. take a step back so I can breathe. And there was points along the way where I was like, I feel like I'm on a plateau. Like, why can't I be where I was? You know, why am I not doing the things that I was a year ago or two years ago, or, you know, wherever it was in, in that five years. 
And then I think to myself, well, I wasn't ready. Right. Like sitting here today, I was like, I was not ready. I was yeah. not ready to, to step up again. So yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole world went through an ascension with, you know, COVID hitting and, and all of that. And we all got a chance to sit in the shadow and do some more work. And, you know, you're on the ground level in a corporate world, you know, holding some of those denser energies and your attention got pulled there, which it needed to for that time. Oh, hundred percent. And it was, you know, talking about what had happened and how the world went through an ascension i'm i'm classified as an essential worker so i didn't stop we just kept going and we kept plowing through and i it was a it was really hard for me because it was change 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 we would get six policy changes within the span of an hour right and so we were like the hell's going on like yeah. what are we supposed to be doing and for someone who in my work life does need that bit more of a structure like okay this is what's expected of you this is how you're supposed to do your job when you're like I don't even know how to do my job now like I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life well talk so- about a talk about a perfect practicum for you because at oh. the beginning of this podcast When you said you were at your max level of of healing and and facilitating, you said, this is how it had to be done. This is, you know, I had decided these were the rules and how I was supposed to do it. And then you go into a corporate job and all that got shook. It was literally teaching you how to flow and let go of all the foundations and all the structures and all of that. Mm -hmm. You had the perfect practicum to literally weed that out of your system. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out because that whole time I was like, I know there's a lesson in here. That's what the lesson was because you were doing it in your spiritual practice. Yeah. And so then you brought it into the physical realm and then you had that practical application that you had to walk through and literally learn how to let go and flow. So now when you step back into the spiritual realm, you keep that. You don't go back to the rigid. The warrior is not the one who stands and does the healing. That's that. That's the divine omega aspect of our souls. And that's where the next piece is gonna come. And, you know, I can remember questioning, what is that? Why, like all these questions running through our head, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the other thing is, we're gonna create stories around it. And as soon as you put a story around it, it's not the truth anyways, because we're translating it into English. So we can let go of the stories. We can let go of the rigid structure and just be, remember we used to talk about be the hollow bone, right? Yeah. yeah. The hollow bone has no words, right? And so I love, I love that that corporate world literally shook it right out of you during this last couple of years. Oh, hundred percent. And, you know, having said like, I know that there's a lesson in here for me somewhere, I, you know, it's, there's, there's a reason why I'm here during this time and we're going through everything. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out when I figure it out. Like, there it is. Exactly. (laughs) But that's part of, you know, having come out of that practicum, as you say, where I just, I'm like, well, (laughs) I'll figure it out sooner or later. I don't need to know it right this moment. 
Look at you go, not asking questions. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just letting it go. I'm like water off the duck's back at this point. Yeah. So, although the one thing that has happened a lot is we have moved quite a bit more to virtual platforms and mean technology. Oh, it's, yeah. It's been interesting having yeah. to you blow things up. I blow things up. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, every, I, I kid you not, we would get going and I'd have to be like, oh, you know, this is, this isn't working. We need to, we need to take a break so I can figure it out. And it was like, why does this, this doesn't happen to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Why does it always happen to you? And I'm like, well, I don't think you're ready to know the answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> Short right? story, I'm just really high energy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. And I, I applaud you for saying yes to this project. Yeah. I knew this was, this was going to be an exciting adventure for you. And that my, my hope was that this was going to reignite your gifts and step you back onto this path. And I'm so excited to see where this is going to take you. And, you know, our book, coming out bites of light evolved leadership for the spiritual entrepreneur is birthing on the summer solstice in june yes. oh i'm so excited i know right and then in july we're going to be in cranbrook to do our book launch yeah and it's so that's going to be very exciting that's i think july 21st to 23rd yes yeah. And so you got a couple more months and you're going to facilitate some stuff and Kaya is going to be there and we're going to be there and oh, Christina Dubois. So there's going to be five or six of us authors that are doing that weekend retreat. There will be more information coming out on that soon, mm -hmm. but yes, it's time girl. It's happening. And I just, I'm so grateful and thankful that you you know, reached, you thought of me and reached out and, and that, you know, you, you had that faith in me to take this leap with you. Yeah. Both of you, I should say. And I'm, I am, I am so truly grateful and honored that you hold me, um, in, in that kind of esteem. It, it's hmm. truly humbling. So thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of that whole group and, you know, everybody grows at their own time and I'm going to be really excited to see because there, there was what about a dozen of us, but there's about, no, maybe two dozen of us. And it's just really yeah. cool to see how everybody's kind of evolving in their own little way. You know, Kaya is also from that first group and she's writing with us as well. And yeah, it's, I, I just love it. And that is one thing about teaching and I know that is my mission here on this planet I've been teaching mm -hmm. since I was 12 years old in different forms <laughs> and capacities but this space has been so heart-filling for me and you know just like anything that that first group is like there was a special piece of my heart that stays there and anchors in Cranbrook I'm always sending energy to that space those mountains those people my family's there you got my spiritual, not only my physical family is there, my spiritual family is there as well. And I'm so looking forward to coming back and sharing the medicine with our community. Yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. And I know that it's going to be 
a good, like a great success. And we're going to have, we're going to touch a lot of people's lives and it's going to create a, a big shift here. I can feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Good stuff. Big stuff. coming. Huh, big stuff coming. And I, stuff. I appreciate you so much and hearing the call as well. You know, we're, it's time to gather. It's time to collaborate. It's time to do the thing. It's time yeah. to bring the medicine. Like you, like you talked about with the seasons, right? Yeah. The, the world helped us with a season of rest and that season is coming to a close. Yeah. It's springtime, baby. Officially yes. with political changes even. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Time, yeah, yeah, time to make the changes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's time for that that shift, that upgrade. You know, I I've commented a couple times now that where we're at is very much teenager mentality, <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, who they are, you know, what you want and and your place in this world. So it it is. It's it's a it's that time to really step into, you know, all the healing and and calling in your people and your tribes and really just helping navigate the world right now and honoring your sacred rebel go in and ask the questions and listen here don't listen to the external go within and listen here because with where we are in the world you have the answers the veil is the thinnest it's ever been if you ask you will get answers 100 percent. yeah yeah so we're gathering we're coming and i'm so excited to birth this book I'm so happy that you said yes. And I look forward to playing in the sandbox with you more. Yay. Me too. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast today. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. And and I know there are some good nuggets in there. So take that and And take that. And come see us in in Cranbrook in July, July 21st to 23rd. Can't wait. All my love, girl. All my love. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. The best way to help us spread this message is to rate, review, and subscribe. If this episode impacted you in any way, share it with others, post about it on social media, or put something in the comments. Also, check out our website for upcoming events and books at www.roarrevolution.com. All our gratitude and love. All our love. See you soon.